Shut up and sit down. Cyclists are incredible athletes as far as endurance goes, but a great deal of them fight like love. Viva, viva le Tour de France. Y'a le maillot jaune, maillot vert. Speed up. Not only do Speedos offer very little protection for your manly or womanly bits, but they also look wrong. Yes, it'll prevent you from getting farmers' tan lines, but no, that's not a valid excuse. If you want to do group rides without everybody trying to drop you, steer well clear of Speedos. You are far less likely to end up being arrested for indecency or severely reducing your ability to start a family. You are listening to Lay Podcast Day Dialed with Matt Lee Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von Duren. Five-time Tour de France champion, Bernard Hinault, once said something that you should really chew on. You can't win without suffering. Whether it's in the mountains or in a time trial, you have to spare no effort. You may feel drained at the finish, but the joy of winning helps you forget everything. Viva Lay Tour. Hi, and welcome back to the Dial Podcast. I am Jake Vondering, and today I'm here with Evan Price. How's it going, everybody? Um, instead of asking you guys what you're drinking, I'm going to talk about what I'm drinking. <laughs> There's this new Kroger non-alcoholic ginger beer. Everybody should go try this. This stuff is really good. Okay. I got like a six-pack, and it's not enough. I'm going to have to go get another six-pack of this. Yeah. <laughs> to his right, the one, the only, Mr. Matt Legrand. What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? You guys are looking fantastic tonight. I like. You. I say tonight because they're listening to us. Yeah, tonight. Mm-hmm. That's right. We can only assume. Yeah. Good to have you back in the studio, Matt. Good to be here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and on Skype, he's back. The man, the myth, the legend, Lance Appler. Lance Romance on location today. I'm somewhere in the middle of Southern Idaho, driving uh, along the road. So who knows how my signal will be? For the next how fast week, are you going, uh, Lance? 16, yeah. Um, I'm behind a truck right now. I'm cruising along at a nice, easy 65 miles an hour right now. Okay. Oh. Keep us keep <laughs> us posted on your on your speed. Yeah. So when you get pulled that, over by that, that police officer, make sure you get consent from him to be on the podcast. Okay. Uh huh. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. That'd be my favorite podcast. Put him on the ever. phone. <laughs> yeah. I I am not driving the adventure van right now. I'm in my little sports car, and my wife is following me in the adventure van. So just another reason for you all to hate me. Brandy playing sack support once again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you've got right. yourself you've got yourself one heck of a wife, dude. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I'm pretty lucky there. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Let's jump into our backpedal. Evan, backpedal for us. All right. Um. So before Matt trashes me in this backpedal, it's <laughs> gonna happen. <laughs> let me prepare yourself. <laughs> so. So I was so I I had this grand plan this last week to get in over 30 hours of training and it almost happened except that I got sick early in the week. So I had I'm not even going to make excuses but it was something in my lungs. I was hacking up for like 3 days. I don't know. I probably had a patient that got me sick or something like that. Everybody was sick. So it, the the week didn't start out that hot but then really recovered, turned it around, feeling great now and 
I didn't quite get in the 20 hours of cycling I was looking at. I got in about just under 18 hours, which is fine. Got in a couple good rides, but but I'm 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 gonna get trashed here in a second. Saturday, I was tired and feeling like just the biggest bummer ever. So I did a the worst. I did the biggest the biggest no no in group riding. I just, like canceled a ride 30 minutes before. Like, well, that's the second to biggest. I think showing up late, and making people wait for you. This is probably, true. That's the biggest. This one, is so. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so close number two is what I did there, which was text to Matt, who we had planned on going a long ride together. First, I said, "Hey, I'm not going to open water swim with you," after trying to plan that, and then, and then I said no to the ride and didn't even start training that day till almost two, three p.m. So you're you're killing me on Saturday. Still got all my training in somehow. <laughs> it just happened much later me. in the day. You're killing me, man. <laughs> Killing me. Sunday, Sunday, I went on on a ride with you. We we, we yeah. had a nice ride Sunday. We did have a nice ride on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Sweet, Matt, backpedal. Uh, okay, so <clears throat> I think I wasn't on the podcast last week because I was in Sun River, driving home uh, from Sun River. Yep. Yeah. So I raced Sun River. I did the aqua bike instead of the triathlon, and I won it. But it was pretty close actually because I took my time in transition because the weather was cold and I was like. You always take your time on. transition. I always take my time, but this was like six minutes as opposed you to... You had like a six-minute transition. Six minutes, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Because uh, I was wet and I couldn't get all the warm clothes on that I wanted. <laughs> and I thought it didn't matter. But then... Um, and But, you know, I still like uh, swam sort of hard and bike sort of hard or whatever. And I got to... Um, the very kind of like finishy finish biking because it's an aqua bike. The and finishy finish. The finishy finish, not the real finish, but the aqua bike finish. Ah. <laughs> so, so I um like really close to the end, I like sprint around this guy, you know, uh-huh. and I because I was like maybe this this guy might be the aqua bike guy that I've been kind of looking for. Yeah, and I think it was, and it wasn't that safe of a pass, right? Like I like, you know, like it was kind of on some turns or whatever. And mm-hmm. normally, and if you know, if you have like a running race or whatever, you're like whatever, I can chill out, you know, like go through this transition then I have a half marathon to like make my way up through the field or whatever so but I was thinking to myself I was like no this is the end of my race I'm gonna pass you know yeah and uh and I passed him and I probably did put in you know a couple seconds and I looked at the results it was the second place aqua <laughs> and I only beat him by like 10 seconds oh really it was pretty close and it was like I beat him in the swim and I beat him on the bike and it was the transition <laughs> it was so bad it like destroyed six minutes, is six minutes transition. And, transition and his was like, I don't know, two minutes or something, you know, something reasonable. So I spotted him four minutes and nice. Yeah. And anyway. you set a, uh, I don't know, according, I don't think I really set a course record or anything like that, but according to Alan Plank, you know, I guess I set a course it's record. usually by 10 pretty seconds. spot on. I don't know. I trust Alan Plank. He did. He's Alan Plank's trustworthy. I, I don't, you know, I think we talked about this on our ride. I got to ride with Jake on Thursday. And I think we talked about this where it's like, you did great in the aqua bike, which is awesome. <laughs> and it's, and here's my problem with it. It's like in any of these races, oftentimes you may have like 20, 30 events in one single like race weekend. There's typically like one race that is yeah. the race. Yeah. And that's the beast man. There. Yeah. And that, yeah. at that race, it's the beast man. And at blue Lake, it's the Olympic race. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's, there's all these just different races. And I think, you know, it's awesome to do well in whatever it is, the duathlon, the aqua bike, whatever it is, you know, even the spring classic, it's like the duathlon is the race at the spring classic and they have a half marathon marathon mm-hmm. and you, you will do well in these other races, you know, in my case of this aqua bike, it's not the same. It's not. And yeah. if you're, if yeah. you're telling yourself that you're the champion or whatever, a little too much, then, then you need to take a step back and realize like, no, 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 no. 
There was some really good athletes there. Um, they give money to the Aqua, not the Aqua bike. They don't give money to the Aqua bike finish. They give money to the Beastman race. They go mm-hmm. all the way five deep. It's a pretty good purse. And it's like a thousand bucks to the winner or something wow. like that. It's I know, pretty it's comparable pretty to like even Ironman races, honestly. Yeah. It's a really good purse. Yeah. yeah. So I really think, you know, like sh- I'm glad I won because you don't, you don't want to get second. You don't want to get second by 10 seconds or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You want to win. But at the same time, like, uh, eh, I don't want to, you know go like rooting and hollering that I won the aqua bike or whatever it is. So, um, I'm, I'm pumped that I had a fun time with the family. Sure. So. Well, mm-hmm. I know that you're going to downplay it, but to some people that's, that's a big victory, it's awesome. you know, yeah, and yeah. Sure. you know, for them to say that they, you know, beat Matt Legrand someday sure. could be a pretty big accomplishment for them. So yeah, hopefully not. <laughs> hopefully that's not their, their main goal. You still got a couple more years before, Maybe. before people are beating we'll you. See. Hopefully. Right. Well, <laughs> Uh, and, uh, the week was decent. The beginning of the week was kind of, um, laying low a little bit, just recovering and stuff like that. Did some swimming, uh, did some stuff like that, you know, traveling back from sun river, which was just a good family experience. My wife ran the 10 K she got second overall. Mm -hmm. Um, my kids did the kids race. They had fun. Uh, and then I think on Thursday you and I rode, which was the 4th of July. Correct. Which was super awesome. And it was one of my favorite things to describe a ride would be like uneventful, you know, yep, they usually like, are when it's just you and me. Yeah. We just go out there and ride and have fun getting work out. Ride. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I think we just kind of like goofed off. Like we always do like settle in, did some stuff that was like for me a little bit more up tempo and for you nice and easy. And it was just like, check, let's talk about power meters. Let's talk about like what's the wattage stuff. Yeah, just compared, BSing the whole time. Just yeah. comparing like, um, a time trial bike to you being on the road and being in the slipstream, you know, back behind when I'm trying to go decent on the flats, yeah. you know? And so I thought it was fun. Yeah. Matt surprised me and he, mm-hmm. he described it perfectly. He's like, yeah, I'm just slippery. And this guy is super slippery in the wind because we were moving along at a pretty yeah. steady pace. And He's I was, a terrible draft. And he was, yeah. he was needing to get a workout in and I was mm-hmm. needing to keep it at a certain zone and it worked out perfect that I could just sit on his wheel. And if mm-hmm. I needed to get my, you know, what's yeah. up just a little bit, I would come off of him a little bit, take on a little bit more wind, yep. but we're, we're cooking along pretty good going 26, 27 miles an hour. I'm like, ah, he's got to be putting out over 300. I'm, I'm thinking in my head, 310 Watts. That's what Matt's putting out for this pretty good chunk of time. Yeah. And I come up around him finally when he came off to, to let up. I'm like, just out of curiosity, how many watts were you putting down? And what was that number, Matt? It was like, well, we, we think my cal- my power meter calibration might have been slightly off, but I think it was like 220 or something. Yeah. Like, so and after like, you calibrated, oh, maybe it was like 230. Yeah. That is that is really low <laughs> watts for a freaking fast time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was in the back putting out less watts than him, but I was just trying to run the calculations. Sorry, if I'm sitting on his wheel, right. I know that he's going to be arrow and I'm yep. about 20-ish percent. Usually if he was on a road bike, it'd be more like 30%. I'm just trying to crunch numbers in my head to figure out where he's at based on what I was putting out. And I was completely wrong. So kudos to you for being arrow, man. Being slippy. Slippery. <laughs> slip, slip, slip. No, I, yeah. I do this in races. People will be like, oh, you are the fastest bike split. You must have been putting out big watts. And I'm like, you can look at my power meter. It says like 240. Yeah. It's like just, I just, I just, just don't. So I just don't put out very much watts. Yeah. I wish I did. And if you want to be slippery like Matt, go watch his YouTube channel oh, because yeah. he tells you all his little dirty secrets and it's all yeah. there for you free to speed. figure out the free speed. Yeah. Free yeah. speed. Yep. Yep. Free speed Friday. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Good times. M. We'll be Legrand. Yes. Right. YouTube. That's right. Dot com forward slash M. Legrand. That is correct. God, I got that down. You got it. Nice. <laughs> so then Saturday, I, yes, I, the plan was to swim open water with Evan. He bailed. That on got me. canceled. And that then. got canceled. <laughs> then, you know, then I was like, oh, ma- you know, we could go catch Robbie's group. And get 100 in. And get, you know, and get some good miles yeah. in. Robbie Halterman, who we've talked about on this podcast before, just an awesome guy. Uh, and then Evan's like, uh, I think I'm going to bail on you. 
And yeah. then I'm like, oh, well, let me see where those guys are. They were already like across the river. They were too far out for me to like go run them down. And I was like, dang it, Evan. Then the I texted worst. Jake and I was like, Jake, you want to sneak off a ride? And you were like, I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> and I just was like, you know what? It's raining outside. I don't have anyone to ride with. I'm just going to go hop on the trainer. We would have gotten very wet if we would have gone to. Yeah. And, yeah. and honestly, I'm kind of thankful that because you're welcome sound, for bailing. This is going to sound stupid, <laughs> right? But it's like I got like new race wheels. I've got like, you know, basically kind of like my bike set up for racing. And I was like, I don't want to go ride in the rain. Clean. You have to go through and clean all that stuff up, you know, and it was like, OK, I'm going to go hop on the trainer. And let's just see. And my wife was like, you can't do 100 miles on the trainer. And I was like. Uh, I have before. <laughs> I've done Watch it before. Yeah. I was like, honey, hold my beer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're like, Evan does this every other weekend. <laughs> I was like, Evan is my inspiration. He well, stares the, at a blank wall. Your and, timing was good for not only because the rain. Yeah, yeah. But what started on Saturday? The Tour de France. La Tour. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. I was like, first day of the tour, I'm going to watch this whole stage. Yep. Watch the whole first stage which had some crashes and stuff. So it was yeah. pretty fun. It was a good time to sit down mm. in front of the television. That was a long time, though. Six Way and a half long. hours, if I'm not mistaken. Six and a half hours. I could not push any watts. It. I was not happy. After 50 miles, I was like, this sucks. <laughs> I was not feeling it at all. You have to figure out how to get more air in your living room, dude. <laughs> and, yeah, and I think, I don't know. Sometimes it's like if you choose a flat course, you can move through 100 miles a little bit yeah. easier than if you... And I, I don't know. It just wasn't great. It was not a great experience. But for some reason, after like 65, 70 miles, the last 30 weren't that bad, gotcha. which was weird because mm-hmm. the 30 miles before that were miserable. Yeah. So I don't know. I think I just kind of gave up and just started kind of like watching stuff and not paying attention to the trainer at all. So I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <sighs> That's tough. And, you know, you know, it's one of those things like it's good to just know that you can do it if you have to. Yeah. So good for you crazy you know, and then I, I, I saw that on strava that that matt did 100 miles on the trainer and i thought why is he doing that in july that is ridiculous and now we can blame it on evan in the rain we will so blame no mostly sense. mostly let's blame it on evan mostly evan. i like that mostly mostly I do. <laughs> yeah and then sunday evan made up for it slightly by seeing if i want to go for a ride on uh-huh. some hills because he does his standard hill workout mm-hmm. so we snuck out for a ride I did two of his hills, went as hard as I could, which was great. Mm-hmm. And I love that little yep, climb. Did yeah. the climb, went as hard as I could. And then, you know, he was, I, I expected him to do five or six of those. And so I figured I'd try and just stick with him as long as possible. And I did my two and I said, I'm going to go home. And Evan was like, oh, I'll ride home with you, which was very nice of you. Mm-hmm. I do appreciate that. Yeah. So, because I needed to go back out there anyway. So I was like, I need the miles. Did you get a big day in? It was about 90 miles and about 7K of climbing. Wow. So, not too shabby. Good Good run. Yeah. Every weekend for a while. Yep. Every weekend. <laughs> hey, Mr. International Man of Mystery, you got a back pedal for us? I, I do. What do, you, what do you guys want to hear about? Gravel. <laughs> Gravel riding. Uh, I tell you, so I'm, I, yeah, I'm sorry I missed uh, the podcast last week. I was kind of in a bit of a dead zone, and so I missed it. So, for the last couple weeks, I've, um, I've just been out traveling through Eastern Oregon and, and Idaho, and it's for the first week it was just me and the dog, and I would stop and ride some barren gravel roads or take out my mountain bike or whatever. I was just kind of out having fun. I ended up in Sun Valley, Idaho. My wife ended up driving up to, to meet me for a few days, so we're still kind of traveling together, which has been kind of nice. but. I haven't done anything real focused. I've just 
been riding two or three hours a day, kind of. It, it could be on my mountain bike. It could be on the gravel bike. It could kind of be whatever. I did. There is a gravel road outside of Ketchum called the Harriman Trail that is like, it's like 19 miles long one way. Um, wow. And it's just absolutely gorgeous. And so to, to ride it out and back is about 40 miles. It's actually part of the Rebecca's Private Idaho Gravel Stage Race. It's the first day stage. And, um, oh, man, I, I get in that thing, and I'm just smiling the whole time. So that, This is the kind of stuff that we need to know and, like, mark on the map so that we all basically kind of know where to go to find Lance mm-hmm. or, or to find the best gravel rides in the country. Yes. It is just – it is – it is there's just some neat stuff up here in the wood river valley um to ride the mountain biking is just world class uh the road biking is so so uh but you just can't beat the mountain biking or the gravel stuff up here it is just phenomenal so that's been kind of fun i've been camping in my van up a like five miles up a gravel road and every morning I would wake up and I would go try to run the dog like 10 miles to wear her out so that then she would sleep in the van while I would go do a real ride <laughs> later in the day. And I didn't even realize that there was a, a segment on this one section I kept uh, riding every morning. But uh, one morning, just me trying to keep up with the dog because she runs so stinking fast, I got the KOM on the, hey. on the segment. Just trying to keep up with the dog, so you had to so get we'll Piper a Strava account. So technically, Piper has that KOM. <laughs> it, it was Piper who uh, got that. KOM. Piper would have yeah, the CR, so. right? Lance only got that because he was in her draft. <laughs> That's funny. What's funny is the person who had the uh, segment was Andy Sargent, who was a, a 50-plus racer from Bend. He actually lives in Bend, but at some point he was out here riding around. And anyway, so. So that's kind of what I've been doing is just, uh, just I, I, with no plan, just kind of driving around. Right now, we're, I'm kind of on my way back. I'm going to Utah. Um, I'm going to do some riding in Utah. I'm going to hang with my kids for a day or two, and then we might head on to Colorado for a couple of days. So <laughs> Just living the dream is what you're doing. We're just, we're just screwing around. Stay, stay out so there until good. the first weekend in August, Lance. Why is that? Because that's when I race Boulder 73, and I would love for oh. you to just have a mountain bike ready for me right after the race. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, how long do you think you'll be gone for, Lance? Oh, no. Oh, we lost him. Sounds oh, like that we, was like a hard load. Yeah. Sounds Ooh, like we lost him. Oh, oh, he's there back. He is. There he is. He's back. We lost you there for a second, Lance. You... Oh, there's a, um, what I was saying was there's there's a... There's one thing back in Portland I don't want to miss, and it's the last night of short track racing. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Because there's a there's a big relay event, and it's a really fun team night, and it's really fun. And that's like one of the last weeks of July, I believe, and I don't I don't want to miss that. Can't so, miss that. But I don't know. So you'll be back before then. That's all you know. That's all I know. Yeah. <laughs> and you're sticking to it, <laughs> wherever the wind goes. <laughs> wherever it goes. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> cool. Um, I will run through mine and we'll get into the rest of the show. I had no racing this past week. There really wasn't much racing. So we're all yeah, just kind of talking about training kind of stuff. Week, yeah. uh, training was going well. I was actually starting to pile on some good rides on top of each other, getting good volumes in and um, went out and did that 4th of July ride with Matt, which was kind of nice. Um, during that 4th of July ride, I knew I just needed a zone two ride, which was perfect because I was feeling tired. And then we um, got back, and Matt had a really cool little party in his cul-de-sac oh, yeah. with his uh, all of his neighbors and whatnot, which was it, it was kind of neat to go there and just hang out because there's a cool vibe, and they're doing fun games and chili cook-offs and, f- and stuff. And then the whole day, I'm like, I'm just really too tired for it was just shy of a 50-mile ride that we did. And I just kind of hung out sitting in my chair. It was kind of like a bump on a log just chit-chatting with people from time to time. Got up the next morning and felt like crap. Um, so I ended up getting sick. I don't know, some sort of stomach, something or other that had me down for a couple days. So all that crap, just not crap, all that training turned to crap. And I was um, really bummed out because I was supposed to go do a ride that I've been jonesing to do for the longest time. And that was the, the, the Wendy Ridge, yeah, yeah, the Mount St. Helens ride. Yep. It was a good group of people. It was going to be a fun ride. I was going to parlay the training. I was going to use this to kind of springboard back into some fitness after taking some downtime because my shoulder was having problems and I had a little respiratory stuff prior to that. No, it's just a, here goes Jake again, the following best, another the little best laid plans. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but that, that Mount St. Helens ride after looking at some of those profiles. Oh, Grant, I w- still wish I was there, but my God, did they hammer that thing. And there was just a trail of KOMs all the way up that hill. It seemed like they just hammered just about every section. They had, they had a car's worth of horsepower going up that climb. Yes. Wait, so that was incredible. We had some of our stronger teammates just drop the hammer on that. So it was kind of neat to see that. Mm-hmm. Kudos to them. Who was the? It was uh, Chris Hanel. Chris Surratt. Little, little Nels was out there too. Yeah. Um, uh, Mike Guyvan was with him, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah. Kurt Kritschko and Sean yeah. Martin. And um, there's a few others as well. And they Ooh. just went out there and had their way with that course. So uh, yeah. we did our little Fawcett ride on Friday, which was nice. And just had some more new people show up for that ride. I had struggled through that. I, It's like the slowest ride. And I, like I just, I just wanted to go home the whole time because my stomach just felt like it was going to explode. Um, so I actually even ended up getting a ride home from Sean. Thank you again, Sean, for the ride home <laughs> and, uh, didn't do anything this weekend. Just pretty much sat around and tried to recover. I got up on Saturday. It was funny cause I, uh, uh Matt texted me. He's like, Hey, you want to go for a ride later? I'm like, yeah, probably not. I, I, I got up in the morning pretty early. It was like, I, I didn't watch the whole tour, but I got up mm-hmm. at like six o'clock, went downstairs, watched the entire tour. And like, I still feel like crap went upstairs, got back into bed and like kind of napped on and off and was just like laying there thinking how much this sucks um and and it wasn't too much different yesterday i mean i spent the better part of the first half of the day just sit on the couch watching the tour again but anyway, uh-huh. nobody needs to hear this stuff this is just recovered so hey, yeah. this is the perfect time to recover in front of the tour yeah so gotta yeah. let the immune system uh, do well it, yeah. i was recovering with the tour last year <laughs> I was, oh yeah that's yeah, true yeah so that was <laughs> i, I want to be outside doing the tour but uh, <laughs> it is what it is so um it just hasn't been fantastic and i i'm still like I'm feeling much better now. I've yeah. actually been up and moving around, yeah. but I'm still, I don't have an energy, so I don't think I'm going to race tonight. I think I'm just going to take it off. Take my son out there to race on his brand new bike that he got for his birthday. Nice. And nice. then I'm um, going to come home and um, we are traveling down to Diamond Lake, Oregon, uh-huh. um, which is near Crater Lake, Oregon. And we're going to go camping from uh, tomorrow until Saturday. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to go down there and I'll take a, a road bike and a mountain bike with me and go back down there. Yeah. And start you should be able fitness. to do the ride around Crater Lake. I think that all those roads are cleared now, actually. 
I heard a week and a half ago that it was still closed, if I'm not mistaken, due to the okay. snow. But I thought I'm I'd sure seen somebody put up a picture maybe. that they made around, but it was all snow walls on both sides maybe, still, maybe, so they may have maybe. just cleared yeah. it. We'll see. Yeah. yeah, if it's open, I'll yeah. go down and try and ride it because it sounds fun. Mm-hmm. So, all right, let's jump into the lead out news. Let's uh, talk shop. Um, we're going to run through a bunch let's, of uh, tour stuff. Mm-hmm. And before we jump into that, I want to talk about... Um, just kind of what's going on there and who um, who's kind of in the, the tour lead and, and yeah. kind of what our thoughts are. We can update um, our, our picks as well, our winner yeah. and dark horse yeah. pick. This yeah. is me trying to be smooth. This isn't what I want to be talking about right now. Matt got up and left the room because he had to go, yes. <laughs> Matt had to go potty. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's going last. When Matt gets back, we'll, we'll, we'll update our, um, our tour picks just to make sure that everybody's on the record for who we are picking. We talked about this before the actual tour started mm-hmm. and we've got a, a clear idea of like, who our main person is that we think is going to win. And then our, our long shot dark horse. Um, mm-hmm. We'll run through that in just a second. So Evan, what are your thoughts on the tour thus far? Uh, so the, the, the tour thus far has actually been pretty exciting for three stages that maybe weren't going to be, you know, you usually you start with a prologue. Yeah. So it's, it's been interesting to see actually how many contenders I think are going to be there the, the, this year and how many people actually have a chance to, to win or, or, or to be yeah. on the podium. Yeah. I really, I mean, Team Ineos is dominant. Don't don't get me wrong. I mean, between Bernal and you know Thomas, they they have the the, the two perennial favorites. Sure. But I don't think some of these other guys are that far off. Of it's that. not a foregone conclusion. I really, I, yeah, yeah, it's it's one of those things where every time anything happens, there's like this whole knee jerk reaction. Oh, yeah. Could this be the person? Is he going to supplant them? And, and yeah. like, we don't have like there, there's like the the people that finished what was it three four and five last year? Uh huh. Or not here? So you know Roglic, you got yep. no um, Chris Froome, and then who was the other one? Um, was du- no Dumoulin. It was Dumoulin. Yeah, Dumoulin. Dumoulin yeah. was there. So yeah. maybe Dumoulin's not here. Two, three, yeah. four. So uh-huh. they're not there. So everybody's got this knee-jerk reaction. Anytime somebody does something, they're like, well, mm-hmm. "Let's be the person. Let's take a look at his team." I mean, yeah, that's very typical yeah. tour-esque kind of stuff. But it is kind of fun to watch because it, it truly is more open to everybody. This it year. is. It's kind of kind of and a- really like stage one was incredible. If you're looking at, so the guy who won, no nobody in their right mind would have picked him in the top. No, ten. No, fifteen. Probably not even twenty. I mean, he was he was the lead out guy for Lotto. Yeah, he, He's not even their sprinter. He exactly. was their lead out guy. Yeah, no one would have picked him. No, I mean, if yep. someone bet I on him, that. yeah, I love that. yeah. I I completely agree with you, Lance. I thought watching that, and also I'm sure you also the line he took didn't even make sense. He no. like went from one side of the small group to the over. other, and then just decided he wasn't going to go on Sagan's wheel, and just he was going to match him watt for watt, and. I mean, he there came up quick. There aren't many guys who are, who are gonna stay at you know into the wind and outpower Sagan like that. So well, Sagan went a little too soon. He went way yeah. too early. But yeah. it's kind of yeah. funny watching him look over and go, "Who's Who that? Is that? <laughs> and what in the world did you just do to me?" <laughs> so, well, was anybody listening? So, um, uh, Jake, did you notice they thought it was Woot Van Art? Yeah, they said for it, the longest time, like. 10 minutes they thought it was yeah. von art and it yeah. wasn't just because i was watching it on nbc and it wasn't just them it was a lot of the different feeds were yeah. all thinking that it was and that's another thing a little time out real quick let's let's talk about how you properly say his name oh is gosh it, here we Woot, go or what we say was yesterday Woot. Woot von Woot. art is what i've Woot, always right? said i don't if you listen Woot. to the bracket it's incorrect it's not Woot. that's like the american version of it. it's like oh, what yeah. uh, what or what Woot. what what's Woot. more appropriate Woot. <laughs> maybe it's what <laughs> so got, got a lot of yeah. watts <laughs> 
He's got, he's got I'm already at a disadvantage here. I can't say anything right. <laughs> Just I'm, tell me the proper part. I'm gonna well, it's miss, easier to say. But. Has anybody, like Lance's uh, podcast on stages? Yeah. That, that's our, our pronunciations are roughly going to rival his. We're going to butcher every single. <laughs> yeah. Like like yeah. Lotto's leader, Krushwish. Oh. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? The, the the young guy from Lotto Visma? Yeah, I can never say who's, any of these Who's, pro- who's probably going to be in the top 10. I mean, he's very strong. Yeah. So They either have way too many vowels or way too many consonants, and it's just like it exactly. doesn't flow with yeah. our tongue. So, um, yeah. Typical I mean, Americans. Have you yeah. guys noticed that it still seems to me that the Peloton is looking at Team Ineos as like a bit of a leading team? Yeah. It, it, if yeah. you watch a lot of the stage one or whatever it is, Team Ineos lines up. They get in, and then people get behind them. Yep. It still seems like they're leading. Like it still, it still, still harkens back to the postal days where yeah, everybody looked right. at postal to, to lead, see what we're yeah, doing, to see what they're going to do. You know? Yeah. And here's the thing: like you know, each time you'll have like a sprint team. They want to get their sprinters to you know to the finish or whatever safely or whatever. And so they'll or the sprint team to do the job of reeling in the lead or whatever. But right there, right behind them, Team Ineos just doing the thing that they do, which I. We are all saying that this is a different tour and whatever it is, maybe it's not. And I don't know the answer. I'm it's just probably saying, the like, team that gets a little crafty that goes against that grain that's going to yeah. come up and I surprise think, people. I think Lotto's that team. Yeah, they, Lotto's. They, 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 they have the horsepower. After, they after what they did the in the t- team time trial, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That 20 was, seconds that into was them. So impressive and fun to watch, too. Yeah. Yeah. And let so there was we we were talking before the podcast. So we're, we're talking about stage two, the team time trial, which is just fun to watch. If you ever want to yeah. watch, like, I mean, I, I love when sometimes they'll put the watt numbers on there, too. So you can get a true appreciation of what those guys are doing in those groups. There was about a two-minute segment in the middle of that team time trial where Watt Van Art. We're going to yeah. go with Watt. Watt Van Art. We're, we're just going to start calling him Watt. I think we should go with Woot Van Art, but if we call him Watt I'll, Van Art. I'll mix it up so one of us is right, okay. at least. I think okay. it's actually Woat. Oh, God. Are none of us going to be right? Okay, Woat Van Art. Oh. Woat Van Art. So he sat on the front of that team for about two minutes after Tony Martin had taken a pull. And yeah. I'm, I mean, <laughs> the, the amount of, he was putting up north of four, like around 500 watts basically for that, which is, I mean, to, to think that he, you can do that for two minutes and then somehow attach back onto that group and then put that effort out again in what, three, four minutes later. I mean, that's incredible. He took the longest pull there of the whole group in the middle of that and then still was the guy who was dragging them to the finish line at the end yeah like and that's tony martin yeah not a nobody yeah so you you watch all the other teams they all will line out and kind of sprint together to the finish the lotto team was just hanging on to his wheel for dear life like van art was pulling them to the finish line nobody could sprint around him We always talk about how riding off road gives you like yeah. fantastic bike handling skills. Yeah. Evidently, gives you a lot of watts too. I think I think it does too. Just look <laughs> at his quads. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> massive, very cool. Um, let us kind of update our tour picks. We we went on the record last week. We had um, Whitney Phillips in here with us, and we kind of ran around mm-hmm. the table. Obviously, we didn't have Matt Lance here. Uh, we did connect with Matt Lance. We did talk with them prior to the start of the tour, so that yeah. we could get these their... are all pre picks. Exactly, yeah, pre picks. Yeah, they Can we the update our show. picks every week? <laughs> I'm like gonna wait that. till week three to update my pick. <laughs> Seems like we're just, towards the end. Was that a suicide pool? We might be able to do okay towards the end. Who knows? Out of, oh, okay. Um, so I went on the record. My uh, my overall pick was uh, Egon Bernal, and then my mm-hmm. dark horse, which is kind of a long dark horse. He's not leading the team, and he's not the one that they're truly going to be supporting. Was T.J. Van Garden. Mm-hmm. Evan, who were your two picks? My two picks was going to be Roman Bardet, which is already looking bad as the winner. That's they lost a lot of time in the team time trial. 
and my dark horse, who I am feeling more confident about than Bar Day right now, is Michael Woods. Yeah, well, you've got that the, the, the backup guy. Yeah. Oh, he he looks great right now. I like he, him because he's a runner. Yes, he's <laughs> going to climb well. I think he's going to be the guy in the la- those last selections. I'm feeling super confident about that pick right now. Oh, wow. He was right there today for stage Sitting three. Tenth. I mean, he yep. didn't he didn't win. He took second though. He won he was, the field sprint yeah. up that that little yeah. hill. He looks great. Behind, uh, Philippe Jobert. Yep. Um, Matt, why don't you go on the record right now with the the picks that you had? Okay, well, I wasn't exactly sure because I feel like on the last week's podcast you guys kind of talked about picks and you went back and forth and then you kind of went to dark. You know, it was it was a little tricky to figure out like should I give my top podium and yeah, then because uh, you gave your podium originally. I gave a podium and then I gave a dark horse. Uh, but if we're just talking like pick for the win, I have to agree with you. I think Egan Bernal is. Okay. I think he's solid. I just think because of the altitude, he's gonna do pretty well. Okay, who's um, your dark horse? Uh, and again, you know, here's if we're if if our rules for dark horses is, is is that it couldn't be the number one person on that team, um, you know, this is like potentially um, like the lieutenant type person. Sure, yeah. If that's our rule, then um, I would say Miguel Landa because he's on no one's team, even though oh. he's on Movie Stars team. Okay, <laughs> he is definitely yeah. just wants to do his own thing all the time. I think I think that's kind he of is, his personality. Is he's going to ride for himself. Man, yeah. that's a bad reputation. Yeah. That is not, yeah. and so maybe I shouldn't pick him, but but he's my dark horse pick. There you go. Okay, Lance, go on the record. Who you got? Um. Well, I had picked uh, Richie Port. Yes. To win either him or Egon Bernal. Those were kind of guys that I thought would be on the podium. Um, and for my dark horse, I had picked Fugle Song, but he is somebody that oh, yeah. their the team is kind of uh, uh, working around. Sure. So I'm gonna. Switch my dark horse pick to, uh, of course, Wild Ben Art. So that's wow, going to be my hey, dark horse that's pick. That's an awesome pick. <laughs> I like I it. love that. Yeah. I would love to see him do really you know, well overall. I was sitting here before the podcast saying he's too he- heavy and can't climb the mountains, but every single time we say this guy can't do something, he's going to do, do it. it. So well, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> here's the thing: if if they try to defend the white jersey with him. He may do well. He may get. Whole, I mean, he may be like potentially a top twenty guy, which would be incredible for the type of rider that he is to be top twenty at the yeah. tour. Yeah. I mean, also Egan Bernal is also white jersey, so. Yeah. But, but anyway, Lance, so. Lance, you you have to choose Port or Bernal. Well, somebody else has Bernal, so I'll go with Port. There you go. All right. Good choice. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. You hear it. You've heard it, and we've yeah. said it. So no one so, no one chose Garen Thomas, which. So we're all going to be wrong I, by next week. I like feel everybody's like, gonna yeah, be crashed out. <laughs> didn't, didn't he already crash and have a problem in stage one? So that's why none of us picked. So him. here's here's the the the, the, the two crash yeah. updates in the first three stages is you have Thomas went down. Okay. Um, but the bigger one was Fuglesong yeah, took yeah. a bad crash. That was bad. Fuglesong took a bad crash and he's got a lot of road rash, which is a big deal because you know I mean if you listen to you know when Lance and George Hincappy talk about the tour when you crash early you lose a lot of sleep in those early stages yeah. and that is not yeah. good i they mean just, three weeks is a long time and if you're losing sleep early in that race that was lance armstrong's number one pick beforehand and he says uh-huh. he's done he says crazy no chance crazy stat about right. lance armstrong here in his seven tour wins guess how many times lance crashed i know the answer to this but yeah, yeah. we yeah. talked about this good yeah. one and a half times yep. <laughs> one and is a half. half where he like broke the pedal or whatever it was the i think that, and, i think that's what nut. he counts as his yeah I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what he counts as his half is yeah. that and i mean you you think about that and and hincapi made the point that's not luck that is 
uh, that is Astana's fault that that Fogelsong crashes there. You're coming into right. a late sprint, and Astana has nobody protecting their leader, and he's in the middle of a sprint developing stage. Yeah, you can't be there. No, no, that, that that's on the team right yeah. there. Yeah. Live and learn. Yeah, and we should go back and look at a, the exact location of that because they probably have the, was it a 3K rule was, or whatever it is? It was dead in the middle, and I want to say it was an EF drop a guy who, who was, yeah. um Yeah. Who went down first? <laughs> All right, let's move forward into our topic of the day. Here you go. Our tennis things that pair well with cycling and or triathlon. Um, kind of think, uh, I don't know, wine and cheese, a la like tour de uh, There you go. Uh, I like tour. the connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. you can't bike very well with a bottle of wine in your back pocket. I mean, they used to do that. Oh, maybe they used to do it with beer. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You guys then can you, put that up there between your arrow bars with your straw in it. That's true. Yeah. Is that, would that be more arrow to have that bottle in it there? It probably would. It'd be tough to run <laughs> after that, though, I will say. Yeah. It'd be yeah. tough to bike. Wouldn't too. hurt, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> We haven't really compared any of our notes here. We've nah. all just got things jotted down, and we're going to run through these things. This and, is blind. Um, I'm curious to know, what are your top 10-ish things? You're not even top 10-ish. It's just 10-ish so things. Me and, me and be Matt more, will be probably less. be more focused around triathlon. Lance and Jake will be more focused around cycling, I'd imagine. I haven't thought specifically to triathlon, but, yeah, we'll see. Okay. All right. Um, Matt, start us off. You know what I think? I've. This is just a weird thing that people are like, you you are a cyclist you should have you always eat bananas <laughs> isn't that weird like have you ever heard that's of people, very true it's so weird and it's because you know it's one of those things that like fits well fits back there into a pocket. you can yep. you can eat it well on the bike or whatever uh-huh. it is Got and a disposable wrapper it's disposable wrapper whatever it is but it's like oh i've heard someone say like oh you don't like bananas like you must not be a cyclist <laughs> it's so weird i was like okay uh-huh all right, bananas. A lot of sugar, pairs, which is good. Pairs yeah. well with cycling. I 100% stand behind that statement. Uh-huh. <laughs> so weird. Okay. Yep. Put it on the list. Right. Matt, um, thank you. Evan, your turn. Okay. Something that pairs well with triathlon. I'll go with I'll go with where is uh, Speedos. Speedos go great in triathlon. Every single yeah. time there's a person rating, racing in a Speedo, he's instantly the coolest person in a that mustache. Race. Speedo mustache. Speedo mustache. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's like that's the... You're like instantly the what coolest is that guy from? What is that? What does that stem from? This is like the the Ferris Al Sutan. I don't know. That was was he the the last guy to really rock the speedo well? I don't know, but I feel like I've seen even cross country runners get be like mustache November. You know, and they're all yeah. like doing this like. Was that kind of like I was that Prefontaine that, that that kind of? But 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 he was. Like, I mean that that was the whole era. Everybody had a mustache so that, at that but time. But that was serious, and now I think it's a little bit more like tongue in cheek, where it's like it is, yeah, yeah. Okay. this is speedo and mustache. Are they riding? In the speedo as yes, well. Yes, they are. Some they absolutely. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, if you're if you if you're swimming in the speedo, you're definitely riding in it. Okay, I, I want to put this to a vote, Lance. You got to help me out here. Does this right. go on our list? Speedos. <laughs> <laughs> Can we downvote this? This is a triathlon and cycling <laughs> one. <laughs> I don't know, man. Because you got to get on the bike, and that's where I get to have a say. I don't want to see you riding around in your speedo, bud. Oh, just don't. No, it's, it, it's don't bad. come to don't come to our group. Evan nice group rides. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's fine. We'll be the coolest guy at our own group ride. What do you then. think Evan and I were wearing yesterday? I'm planning on speedoing my last hills. workout. Yeah, oh, <laughs> that's how we that's goodness. how we bike the hills so fast. Yeah, exactly. It does Ta- not belong on our list. This is a tr- cycling podcast. This <laughs> is a cycling podcast. Lance, are you telling me you never rocked a speedo while you were racing triathlon? I have never rocked a speedo, even racing triathlon. We should we should definitely find a race and do a speedo. We, we're going okay. to. We right. yeah. Next year's goal. Promised yep. it right now on this podcast. Me and Matt will race in a speedo next season All at right. some point. Fine. All right. Fine. If this speedo makes it to the list, 
then you guys have to show up to the next How about it's an honorable mention? group ride in Speedos. speedos. Oh yeah. Is that even legal on the roads? And That's a good you, question. If you, survive, if you survive that ride, then you can continue on. Not Otherwise, only will you, okay. we survive it, we will crush thrive. the ride. We're going to thrive on that ride. Do you know how heavy clothes are? Evan and I are going to be trading turns <laughs> up front. I'm, I'm going to have to stick an extra tube and you know little tire lever in my Speedo somewhere. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> you guys can be up there hammering away. Then all of a sudden, you look back and everybody's gone. They took a right-hand turn yeah, when you guys exactly. weren't looking. Because we're dropping them because our, our Speedos are so light. So, so arrow. Lance, add to the list, buddy. Uh, my my first thought was that cycling goes with uh, bad tan lines. Yeah. So you yeah. can't worry about your tan lines. Or, or good uh, tan lines. Or how good your tan is uh, if you're much of a cyclist. There are quite a few cyclists I know that are very, they're very particular about their tan lines. So they'll make sure that they will roll the sleeves to the exact same location. Oh, yeah. that's funny. Yeah, you got to have that sharp tan line. That is too funny. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with one here that's going to be a little um, off the beaten path. I'm going to say YouTube pairs well with cycling. YouTube? It does. Oh, like indoor riding. Well, Watching. for a multitude of reasons. Indoor riding, even though some people say that's not cycling. Well, it kind of is for us, at least here in the Pacific it, Northwest. Think, I think it is. Cycling. But if I, if I just stop and think about it, the amount of information, education, how-tos, all of that stuff that I've assimilated from watching YouTube and what it has taught me over the past however many years, we'll say 8, 10, 12 years, mm-hmm. however long YouTube's been around, I, I, I can't thank YouTube enough. And the people that, that take the time, the creators that take the time to put up content there to educate, mm-hmm. all up. Matt Legrand. Well, um, he's a person that's yeah. doing that, and he's—I'm sure you've helped a lot of people in the world of triathlon around the world. Hopefully. Just think about your reach that you've had of just teaching and educating and talking to people about stuff that they've put into practical application for their triathlon. That—that's fantastic. So, hopefully, I mean, if if you help, you know, let's say you've, you know, you have all these listeners or watchers. If you help ten people, that's awesome. That's yes. huge. Oh yeah. So, oh, I mean, yeah. that's—it's good to think about that because sometimes it's a you lot know, of trouble. Last work. year when I was given the green. Um, like to go ahead and start riding again on the trainer, wearing my sling and being in all kinds of pain and discomfort and whatnot. I needed a distraction to get away from that feeling because mm-hmm. it doesn't, it did not feel good to do that, especially in the beginning when I was just trying to find a comfortable position. YouTube kind of saved my bacon. I sat in here and I watched all kinds of stuff. I was researching. YouTube things. has like full tour stages from yeah. all the tours on that. I mean, you could watch enough cycling on YouTube yeah. for a year. You know, and I used it too because I've, I've got this thing where I'd like to you know get in i'm definitely into this whole like photography world i wanted to learn more about like yeah. all of, like the the science and like the you know just everything that goes into to photography in general and i was able to teach myself quite a bit of stuff and i was able to you utilize did that. learn a lot yeah i mean i feel like you took on a good bit of information yeah i knew in a short zero. amount of time I, yeah zero i mean i knew i'd take a picture with my phone i'm like this is fun but i need something that actually takes real pictures so yeah um and i've been jumping into the the video component of it i'm slowly learning that when i have the time and i think that's what i'm going to try and master because i'm going to be sitting on the trainer doing nothing this winter i'm going to try and master the uh the video component of it as well so it should be a lot of fun anyway nice. that, that's my little pick. good one i like it good pick all right moving around the table again matt legrand hit us sunny weather and cycling go together hand in hand not in the pacific northwest usually <laughs> i'm telling you what man when the weather breaks you just oh, want to be awesome. on your bike yep you it know is, what you get really sad when you miss it too oh i know yeah you super do. sad I can't even imagine yeah. where you're like i have so much work to do and it's sunny outside Ugh. Yeah. yeah i know it did rain a little bit this past yeah. saturday but there were still moments were, where it was yeah. nice out and not being mm-hmm. able to ride my bike knowing that i told myself all you're going to do your, this summer is ride your bike yeah, because you missed it last summer. You got lots of making up to do. I was so bummed just sitting yeah. there. I'm like, this sucks. It was like I was having like PTSD flashbacks of like sitting yeah. on the couch and not being able to be outside. 
So oh, I like that one. Yes, that's gotcha. a good one. I like it. Evan Price hit us pictures. Hit us with another one, Evan. All right, cycling. We'll go with cycling, not triathlon. But this also falls into triathlon. And after race, pastries. Oh. <laughs> is there any Instagram? Also, can you give us any Instagram? Just in case, <laughs> just in case you were wondering, <laughs> there is post race pastry. If post, you're looking, Instagram at post for, for a really, really well followed, incredibly famous Instagram page, which we are now. Now it's a mystery who runs this Instagram <laughs> we don't know. page. It's, no, 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 you don't know. It's it's an ambiguous you know account. So. Whoever runs it does a great job, though, they and you should all. Style of a job. If you look at some of the pictures, you'll be looking at like a display case of pastries. That's a great hand too. And if you if you look really closely and you zoom in, oh, can you, you see can us? see a reflection of somebody. So well, who's that? I don't know who that Easter person right there. is. I have no idea who uh, that person is. Oh man, that's insane. We're gonna have right to there, go yeah. in and tell them to edit that. Saw, whoever that person I is. I saw <laughs> that, and like, all right, who took that picture? Which one of them was it? <laughs> But Busted. really, I mean, like a good. I mean, we're we're talking like across the world too. Like, for, I mean, in France, renowned, yeah. what do you do? Croissant right after a ride. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yep. yep. I can follow up on that and say coffee and cycling. Yes. Sorry, Lance. Yep. I know no coffee for you, but um, uh, same with beer. Same with beer and cycling. Beer, yes, yeah. beer and cycling sure. very well paired. Yep. But but I mean, I feel like coffee more so because there there is the coffee ride. It literally right? is a, a yeah. ride named after it. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I mean, there probably are beer rides and stuff too, but I just feel like you go, you ride, you do a decent ride, you end up at a coffee shop, you still ride afterwards oftentimes. So I've never been somebody who does the s- mid-coffee break though. We should. We should. Let's do it. After do your that. season's yeah. over maybe. Yeah, no, absolutely. Let's do some of that. Yeah, I've done fun. it a few times. Well, we do fall coffee rides. When you ride out we to Multnomah Falls, I always mm-hmm. go out there and get oh, some espresso. It, yeah. It's great. It's that rocket fuel to get you home. My plan Saturday. for Saturday was to stop at in Philida, which is like 70 miles into that 100 mile and grab uh-huh. a coffee. And I thought Evan would do that with me. I he would have done do that with you. I would have done it. I should have done that with you. It'd be great. Yeah. There's a, a nice social component too about the co- to the coffee break or the coffee stop, coffee shop stop, um, and it's very synonymous with cycling. And yeah. There's also the performance enhancement component yep. to coffee and the caffeine. And it's just so. fun walking around in public in cycling shoes. You look hilarious, and it's yeah, great. That's true. You really it's embrace true. yourself as a cyclist. Like, bruh, cycling yeah. shoes so and coffee. I probably told this story on this podcast before. 200 mile ride, Seattle to Portland. Yep. I was hitting the wall pretty bad. 170 or 175 miles. I was like, I'm looking for a coffee shop. I stop at a coffee shop. I lose my group. This is, I mean, there's only 25 miles left in the, in yeah. the ride or whatever. And we were run, I mean, I was going hard. Like I wanted to do as well as possible. And I was like, you know what? I'm stopping. Stopped, had a cup of coffee by myself, took a photo of it, <laughs> got back on the bike, <laughs> caught the group that I was with, raced into the finish line. Did felt you, did felt you like drop a million them? bucks. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. Love we it. Were, and we were hammering. I mean, no. I was absolutely oh, yeah. hammering the last and honestly, miles. How would you have done had you not stopped for that coffee? Would you have been dropped by the group probably? I probably would have been dropped by the group or maybe been able to hang in there, but I wouldn't have felt great. Yeah. And I felt, and it was just, I mean, it was just wonderful. It was like, I know for me that it works wonders mid-ride. So I oh, agree. Yeah. Keep doing it. I like it. All right. Um, so that was yours. Lance. That was mine. Yep. Uh, let's see here. Let's go back to Evan. Let's do another one real back quick. Back to Evan. Me. Yeah. All right. Back to triathlon here. No socks in triathlon. <laughs> no socks. I love how you're. I love how you're going. I'm trying to ruin this list. I'm trying to ruin this list right now. So, so let's talk. Okay. Let's okay, talk so, about socks, though. So I'll change it. Lance, just j- just make happy. Perfectly perfect height socks in cycling, or an obsession with sock height in cycling. Those are sock. paired very well together. Okay, I feel like sock obsession is real, and it's oh, so it's, weird. It's hilarious to me because yeah. you got cycling socks are. 
you know, I come from a running background, so I think the running sock length is the right length, right? Which is very, yeah. it's kind of a very low cut sock. Mm -hmm. And cycling, it's like mid calf. Up yeah, to mid, calf, mid -calf yeah. Chin, yeah. I mean, that's important and it's important to cycling. Now, here's the question is I really think it has to go down to the anatomy of your calf. So yeah. I'll way nerd out here, but runners typically have high gastroc complexes, which is really long Achilles tendon and a very balled up soleus gastroc complex yep. just because it makes you a better runner actually that that pull so the the example is watch a Kenyan run look at what their calf is developed yeah. as that's that's how a runner's calf has an advantage cycling not always the same a cyclist can sometimes have a low gastroc yeah which creates a lot more power but isn't as springy yeah so that's me. <laughs> yeah and that's and that's very common in cyclists so where I mean does it depend on where your calf falls or is it is it a universal height regardless? Are we talking like inches wise? I think it kind of looks funny when it starts to go up your calf. Yeah, and it, it it's like it doesn't go up. It's onto like partially the calf. covering the calf. Exactly, yeah. it's such a marshmallow mm -hmm. a little bit. I think that looks kind of funny. It does. And I purposefully, yeah. per, I mean personally, I won't wear a sock that's that high just because mm -hmm. of that because I have bigger calves and yep. it just looks kind of funny. So I have to come up to a certain spot, certain certain height. Yeah. yeah. If I'm if I'm gonna wear calf socks, I have to wear very high ones. Yeah. Yeah. Now here's the weird thing. Like, do you feel like this is this is where I've struggled with my with my sock pick? Mm -hmm. I mean, this yeah. is important, guys. This is very important. Yeah. When I'm cycling, I feel like I should bust out cycling socks and go that that height. And when mm -hmm. I'm running, I feel like I should wear running socks certain height. When I'm in triathlon, I don't worry about it too much. But no. you know, I usually go with something low cut or whatever because mm -hmm. it looks like you've got no socks on or whatever. Do you feel like they're sport specific and that you should stick to it? Or do you think that the socks thing is ridiculous and that you should just wear whatever you've got in your closet, you know, yeah. stick to it, stick to the sport specific. Yes. <laughs> if you're riding bikes, wear the stuff that's specific to riding bikes. If you're running, stick to the stuff that's running. So do you think that running socks look ridiculous because you have the cycling background, like you're all cyclists. If you're running now. You think I'm fine? Right. Go jump <laughs> on a bike. Running. Yeah, it looks weird. Yeah, I might run you off the road. Hey, uh, Matt, how long were my socks yesterday? You, I feel like you did. I think I had ankle like, socks. I thought you had no socks on. I had ankle socks. I was yeah. gonna say that you had no socks on yesterday because I think uh -huh. I noticed it in yeah. the ride. Like in just the back of my mind, I'm like, he's a real triathlete. Yep, that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. Before we turn this whole uh, podcast into sock talk, um, uh -huh. we could go Let, for hours. Let's on jump on to the next one. Topic, yeah. Lance Briggs with another one. <laughs> All right, I got one that probably isn't real pleasant to talk about, but it seems to kind of go with cycling, and that is the eating disorders. Oh, oh wow. Yes. Yeah, there's, oh. there's always this pressure to lose a little bit of weight and to be lighter and fitter and to increase your watts per kilogram by being lighter, and I think that uh, in times has led to some eating disorders, which you see in uh, – Males in endurance sports and females too. Right, he's yes. taking our little uh, peanut butter and jelly yeah, and our wine cheese to a dark place. He's right though. I don't know he's if it, right, I don't know if it yeah. pairs well. I don't know if eating disorder pairs well, but definitely it's, like it is a about pairing, proper though, nutrition pairs well with cycling. And if you're not doing proper nutrition, then it's not paired well. So. Yeah. <laughs> We all just right. need we need a big guy to win the tour, and then we can all stop stop yeah. thinking about some that. Right? Super overweight some, guy. Some <laughs> big guy happen. will go win the tour. We'll be like, Probably oh, two hundred fifty pounds, and he just we, wins the tour. Yeah, we need. <laughs> Look at that big guy climb. This is. I'll tell you what. The, the eating disorders are developed, unfortunately, because of physics and insight. It is. Yeah. 
I mean, to to win these three, you have to be incredibly lean. And until it's proven otherwise, I mean, you you look at how they were racing back in like the 50s and 60s. The guys winning the tour at that time were actually decently big guys. Eddie Merckx was not what what we would define as a climber today, even at his peak. He's, you know, if you look at those, the neither old was Miguel Induran. Uh, Induran yeah, was a big guy, big compared to some yeah. of the guys now. But I do think they're still pretty lean. You know, they they remind me of like Van Art actually. They like were, but they were more built like that. The yeah. problem is, is that they found out, oh, if you can keep a pretty decent, you know, watt out, you know, watts uh, per kilo, watts yeah. watts per kilo, you can continue to drop weight almost to a level that's what you see guys like Bernal, Froome, yeah. um, you know, Carlos uh, Sastra, you know, I mean, the, the, these really lean climbers that have just dominated the sport sure. and the Grand Tours ever since. So, yeah. yeah, unfortunately, it is a physics equation. Yep. It, and, it, and that's the thing is like when you're coaching high school people, you you don't want to, you just basically want to avoid the, the chaos that's the eating disorder problem. I mean, like it's yeah. not worth going. But at the same time, you know, like if someone really talks to you, you want to tell them like, weight does matter like it's yeah. not that it doesn't matter it's just that the consequences for going the the, the wrong direction are so are severe lifelong. yeah, yeah and so it's not worth it so yeah um i just want to add to that though mm-hmm. um you're talking a little bit more about you know improper nutrition and bad yeah. dieting and, and eating disorders but mm-hmm. uh, let's just say food in general pairs really well with cycling because yes. if you think about it from a multitude of different ways, you have to intake it correctly. Yeah. Yes. In order to gain yourself um, the most optimal body mass, you know, just make sure mm-hmm. that you're as light and powerful as possible. Um, but you also, when you go out there and you train your butt off, I mean, if you go out there and train like six, seven, eight hours in a day, yeah, you kind of treat yourself a little bit. You so got to eat. You yeah. can yeah. you can kind of spoil yourself a little bit. You can have that little bit of an indulgement that you probably necessarily wouldn't take on an off day. So yeah. th- that's kind of a neat thing that pairs well with cycling. When you go out and do a century, it's kind of nice to sit down and have something that you wouldn't normally have just because you get to fuel yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's just how it like affects your performance. It's how it affects your fitness. So food is just, it's a very dynamic thing when it mm-hmm. comes to cycling and you get to utilize it in a multitude of different ways. And I think that's kind of a, a neat little thing that, that pairs well with cycling. It does. Yeah. That's just my two cents, but also with triathlon and running yeah. and so on and so and forth. And good food too. Yeah. Like I'll say carbs pair well with it. Oh, I'm Pastry, sure some nutritionists will try to will try to argue me on that. But yeah. Pastries, Instagram. pastries, anything, <laughs> anything that's carbohydrate based. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go out and say on my pick, my next pick, technology pairs well oh. with cycling. Now the purists are gonna say oh, I'm gonna just, hard disagree with that. That's you. That's, that's <laughs> get you. off my lawn. <laughs> uh, broken millennial should I'm definitely. I'm gonna disagree raise. with that as much as Jake disagrees with speedos. I think that <laughs> technology pushes performance. It pushes connectivity. It pushes us to better understand who we are as an athlete so that we can mm. better train ourselves and that we can continually kind of um, springboard off of like, that information that it's giving us so that we can climb that proverbial ladder to get stronger and faster. Um, I think that technology is a cool thing. Like I just like from like say seven or eight years ago when I wasn't using a power meter to today, I mean that changes my whole entire outlook and my view of how I go out riding a bike. Mm-hmm. You know, I could have said the same thing when I first started using a heart rate monitor, when I got my first Garmin 305 that was just way back yep. in the day. Um, mm-hmm. Those things changed the way that I looked at cycling. Um, I'm gonna also lump into that Strava completely changed the way that I look at cycling and how I've connected with people. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if that falls under the technology 
area. Strava would, yeah. It, yeah. It, it still is, if it's not under the technology, it utilizes technology to connect with us. I think that that changes the way that we um, we cycle on the whole. It does. We talk yeah. about it all the time. You know, I mean, really, it's it's a good portion of our yeah. conversations. And, so. and without it, no joke, I probably wouldn't be talking to any one of the three of you. I mean, we might have bumped into each other yeah. on a ride, just, oh, hey, how you doing? Just smile and say hi. My, my circle of friends would be far less um, small mm-hmm. than it is right now. And I don't think our team would be a, an actual team right now Wouldn't without, be as big, without technology. Sure. So just think yeah. about that, Mr. Get Off My Lawn. This is true. This is true. <laughs> I probably need to be more I open. Be, I wouldn't be on the team or on this podcast without this technology. <laughs> yeah. And I, I wouldn't have had this experience lining up at Jack Frost back in 2016, second in the queue for the Eddie class, or maybe third in the queue. And I hear this, hey, are you Jake Von During? <laughs> I'm Lance Hepler. Nice to meet you. Runs up and shakes my hand. And it's because of Strava. It's like he, he knew who I was. And I, do, I still to this day don't know how he knew who I was. But he called my name, ran over, shook my hand. And Strava from that day, Lance you. and I have been friends. So <laughs> He definitely Strava stalked you. <laughs> so that was a cool moment. But, yeah, that's my two cents. I'll agree. Yeah. Technology. Don't, yeah. don't back down. Don't back down, Evan. I'm not, I mean, not going to back down from, from the... So the, the sports purists, the sports purists, but just from a, a, a long-term endurance build sort of perspective, I think when you look at mental health with it, technology sometimes can cause issues. So can oh, yeah. food, so can yes. alcohol, so, so can yeah, sleep. Food, food, I think is a good example too. Yeah. Anything. There's a balance. Problems. There's it, a balance. The te- I mean, you know, we could definitely dive into like this whole Strava being part of social media and social media is a plague and, and yeah. you know, people are diving into it way too deep and losing track of being able to socialize. So the only reasonable social- thing to do is get rid of all of it. No, I'm joking. No. That's <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's obviously not going to happen, but there's definitely a lot of a negatives to, yeah. to any of these, you know, social media platforms. And then I, I always think back to, you know, I love playing devil's advocate. That's why I'm disagreeing with Jake here. Uh-huh. I love thinking back to running and just being like, you want to get better at running? Go run. run. more. Go run. You want to get better at biking? Go bike. Yeah. Don't worry about your power meter. Yeah. Don't worry about that. You'll get faster. And then, and then race. Yeah. And you're going to get faster. I have. Do workouts. I have, I have a friend who. stopwatch. That's what you need. I have, the technology I have a need. friend who I brought up on this podcast, Kit Henders out in Colorado. And yeah. me and him raced together for years in Ohio. And we used to pride ourselves on the fact that we would go on rides with people who were all talking power meters and neither of us would bring bike computers. And we would, quote unquote, win the group rides all the right. time. We were those jerk kids. Like, we were terrible. And it's it's so funny because now when we text, we'll talk in watts. <laughs> and it was funny because Kit completely, like, Kit, Kit still has a flip phone. Yeah. So he <laughs> he was so proud of not knowing anything about Watts numbers. Yeah, it yeah. used to always be somebody would mention Watts and he'd be like, "Is that good?" Like he he had no idea. He yeah. had zero idea, and a strong Cat Three cyclist in Colorado. Right. So I mean, yeah. he's he's fast, but it was so funny having you know these conversations now because we we're like, "Oh, our 21, 22 year old selves would be so mad at us now if we were talking in Watts and Watts per kilo and you know TSS what? scores and this all this is, stuff." This is going to sound horrible, but some of it is available income to spend on stuff when i mean when you're oh yeah when we had no money when you're a teenager or even in your 20s like could you go buy a thousand dollar power meter nope five thousand dollar bike yeah two thousand dollar wheel set i could buy a living bike which i still have which (laughs) but but then you're just like but you're also young and you can do the work and you can race really well and you can you know your performance increases pretty quickly at that age Mm -hmm. and so then all of a sudden you're like hey yeah the you know the 40 year old guy bought another toy and i just keep kicking his rear end (laughs) you know and so i'm thinking you start to think like well those toys are pretty lame 
and then you get older and you're like, well, let me try it. And I then you try it and you're like, yeah. this is cool. So I, I, I can see both sides of the story for sure. My side of the story wins though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but my side's best. Matt, hit us with another one. I've got my, my last two I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw in together. Shaving cream and chamois Ish. cream. Oh, buddy. <laughs> Shaving cream and chamois cream. Mm-hmm. Two things that go fantastic with cycling and triathlon. Yes. Oh, yep. the chamois cream use in triathlon is is reaching epic proportions. It really is. It? is. Okay, I don't know that much about. It. Oh, I'm basically I'm basically like a bar of soap when I start a race. Yeah, yeah, so slippery. I'd be the greatest running back ever, right at the start of a race. <laughs> I like it, Matt. That's a good one. Yep. <laughs> Evan, hit us with another. All right, my my final one here. Now, this is for cycling, running, and triathlon. Not for swimming, though. Pairs well, cycling and triathlon and race finish divas there's there's nothing better than than the person who needs to either at the end of a cycling race unclip and lay on the ground in a full sprawl or the triathlete that decides as soon as you hit the finish line you're going to make sure that one of those people has to catch you did you see there was someone that won it was the guy's winner of like one of the Ironman races this weekend, I think. And it was, uh-huh. um, he like, was it Austria? F- maybe I think it was Austria. Yeah. Thank you. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah. He, the, the guy that won it and I'm, <laughs> I don't even know who he was. I'm sure he was pumped up or something, but he basically just did not come off well at the finish line. <laughs> Because he kicks the finish line, the banner that the two, there's just these two young girls holding the banner and he just looks like a jackass. He does. Oh. He did. He looked bad. <laughs> he kicks the banner with his foot and it's just screaming and like, it's like, oh no. He scared one of the people holding the banner half to death. One of the little kids holding the banner like clearly was frightened. <laughs> it just looked so bad. Yeah. It looked disrespectful. Raceline yeah. diva. I mean, you you guys see after cycling too, the guy will like slump over and just, they're like carrying him on the bike while he's getting over there. I'm sure you're tired, I don't but think like you see it as much in cycling. Uh, I've seen I, you see it in running. You see it in running, time. yeah. Oh god, running's probably worse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just to recap here before we jump to Lance, Evan has brought us speedos, <laughs> no socks, and race. Uh, finish divas. Uh, pastries too. Pastries. Well, I'm Nailed leaving. It. I got one, right? a good one. I'm, okay, I'm good. Gonna, I'm going to give that a go. I'm going to give that a pass. So, so three misses, three misses, and one good one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Lance, you want to hit us with another one? Or are you out there mowing your lawn? I guess uh, my last one that I. Can you hear me? I can. It sounded like someone was mowing a lawn there for a second. Oh yeah, because somebody is mowing the lawn right <laughs> next to me. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> so. so I, I, we stopped because my wife and I are switching cars, but, um, um, (laughs) uh, my last one was, uh, cycling goes with adventure. Oh, adventure vans. That's a good last one right there. And adventure vans. Yeah. Can we lump, I was going to put like, uh, new places and go, yeah. Going to new races and stuff like that. So, yeah. That's perfect, actually. I'm going to toss one in there, just gravel. I'm going to put that in with your adventures. adventures. I like it. Off-road adventures. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think it does, right? You go go out on the bike, and you can go so far, and you see stuff that you've never seen before. Sure. You're at a place that you... I mean, you know some random road that you you shouldn't even know. Yeah. It's a total adventure. It's a great way to go and see things. Like, it's yeah. fine whenever you tell somebody who doesn't cycle, yeah. like, oh, what would you do this weekend? Oh, I rode my bicycle 110 miles. Yeah. And they'll yeah. ask you four or five times how far. Yeah. 
And you got to keep on repeating that it was oh, that long. Is that always yeah. that? I don't even drive that far. Yeah. Yeah, I know, buddy. Yeah, that's a comment. <laughs> yeah, you're like, yes, right. you do. I know you right. do. <laughs> I've, I've heard that before. <laughs> All right, before uh, we wrap this thing up here, I'm going to throw a couple more at you. And this one's going to pair really well with what you just said with your adventures. Uh-huh. Um, photography, pictures, oh, yes. cameras, yeah. taking yeah. pictures of all the stuff. Like, Same. what else would I want to Cycling take pictures of? does great with pictures. Oh, you can yeah. such cool pictures. Yeah, sure, I like taking pictures of my kids and other cool things. But a, a lot of the stuff that I love taking pictures of is the stuff that I see when I'm out on rides because I see cool stuff all the time, mm-hmm. all the time. And, and like racing bike picture. Yeah. Like, racing is such a cool thing to photograph. Photos too. are awesome. Yeah. Now. Oh, yeah. Um, so there was that. And then I'm going to toss out music. I think that pairs quite well. I think it does too, even though, you know, we've talked oh, about like Captain Safety Dog over here. <laughs> Safety Dan. Safety Dan. So both ear pods in at full blast and dark sunglasses right. when it's cloudy. Okay. Right. We're, we're I, all black. Can I, I put electrical just, tape on any skin yes. that's, uh, I have know, officially quit wearing my in the ear earbuds. Yes. They're completely not a part of my riding regimen. And I have officially switched over to bone conduction with yeah. the um, aftershocks. Do you feel, and, you feel okay? You feel safe? I feel totally, I'm going to, I'm going to agree with you and i think that that was a great call i we're, think that i feel much safer because i'm immersed in my surroundings but i still get my entertainment and i can hear my music but i can hear cars and people yelling curse words at me so it, it works it's it important yeah. you want to hear the detailed matt curse words. were you yeah. were you listening to music during our ride yeah i have the really? i so i can't focus on anything when i'm listening so to music. here's oh, the it's thing like being in elevators like the background music oh, okay. Yeah. If okay i turn it i want to turn it down when i'm think that we're going to have a conversation which was a lot of the ride yeah uh but then if i'm doing the workout or like Mm -hmm. whatever then i kind of want to have the music turned up or whatever and that's what i think i did so it's kind of turned down for a lot of our ride yesterday and yeah um and the ones that i have are supposed to be bone conductive they're more like just little speakers that kind of sit towards your jawbone i don't think mine are that great but yeah I want to try the. I, I want to try the ones that you have. What is the yours called? The audio no. aftershocks. Aftershocks. Yeah, okay. I've got the aftershocks. Uh, Trex Air, if I'm not mistaken, and I think they work pretty, uh, pretty swell. How's the battery life? Um, I haven't had any problems without them with them out on the ride. But then again, I don't think you I've done any rides that are longer than three hours. But they work just fine. Okay. I think people are saying that they're getting like four or five hours, maybe six hours out of them, wow. something like that. Okay. I know. So it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, my last one that I think pairs really well with cycling, cycling friends. Cycling friends. Mm-hmm. I think that pairs extremely well because those are the people that I most commonly relate to. I mean, we have a lot yeah. of things mm-hmm. in common and it gives us that, that, that common denominator of things to talk about and they just, they get it. Oh, you yeah. know, just like you were saying, when you tell somebody that you rode 110 miles, they're like, I don't even drive that far. Why would you want to? It's like, yeah, they don't get it. Why would you want to do that? That's yeah. the question you always get. <laughs> they don't, they don't get the training stuff. They don't get the the technology. They don't get the, the need f- to have a bike that costs more than, you know, 500 bucks from, you know, your local bike shop that, you know, Sorry, it's not a piece of crap, but you know what I mean. It's yeah. not going to be something that we're going to take out to a race. They don't understand why bikes cost as much as they do. It's just like when we talk about our cycling friends, they get it. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know what we would do without them. So, yeah. Bike is more expensive than the car you put it on. <laughs> yeah, Only a rule. cycling person would understand that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So there you go. That is our list of things that pair well with cycling and triathlon. Minus speedos. Um, <laughs> one last thing. Lance, are you still there? Lance. Lance. I, I am still here. I'm right. still alive. Still here. <laughs> you want to hit us with one last thing? My one last thing would be um, if you want to see some pictures and videos of my adventures for the last uh, couple weeks, and I think there's a couple of fun, cool things on there, go check out my Instagram page. Um, it is um, at Dr. Hep, D-R-H-E-P-P, and you'll see some uh, fun stuff. 
on it there. Is awesome really cool watch. pictures, Lance. Yeah, like good. honestly, Lance, your pictures were incredible. Let's yeah, go yeah. around. Heckle them a little bit too. <laughs> yes, please <laughs> yeah. do. All right, Evan. One last thing, bud. All right. Um, I may be stealing yours here, Matt, but I was going to shout out to Trathlon Taren oh, for no. his finish at Challenge. Uh, I'm for, proud of him for Challenge Roth. So we we have had Trathlon Taren on the podcast before. Yes. Does anybody know the episode number? No. Ugh, darn. Okay. But anyway, he, he's one of our former guests on the podcast. Yeah. He had a. Gr- I felt like he did really well. He on had our a podcast. great race. Went nine forty one yeah. for his first Ironman. Iron distance and, race. Yeah, yeah. Iron distance race because it is a challenge uh, family race. Right. Um, Roth Germany, which is. A world famous bucket list sort of triathlon. Yes, absolutely a bucket list one. And I would love. It's a fast course. I would love I would, to do that. Oh my god! If fun. we could ever get out there. Okay. That would be well, cool. let's put it on our list of things to do. My wife, I think, would be. I would the love idea to go get like, my butt kicked at that race. Yeah. My wife's all down for. We've we've spent some time in like Bavaria, Germany, or whatever. And yeah. so it's like she's interested in going back and stuff. So I would, would be all for it. Potentially, would give me the green light on that. Triathlon so. Taren was on episode number fifty-seven. Fifty-seven. 50 and today seven. we are on number seventy-two. So Ooh. if you guys want to go back and listen to triathlon Terrence's yeah. episode he great he, episode. Did, he did a good job yeah, oh, yeah. for sure yeah and uh super proud of him for making it through that race and he, did. he raced really well did it very well yep. Yep. and if you're it. having a hard time finding that episode if it's not coming up in your queue or it cuts off at a certain um number you can always go to dialedpodcast.com and that will take you to all of the episodes and you can scroll down to that particular episode and give it a listen yeah yeah cool mm-hmm. all right matt one last thing this thursday so if, if our podcast comes out on Wednesday, mm-hmm. which I hope it will, uh, this Thursday is the last open water swim series in Camas, Washington. This the is my final one. The final one. So um, the new plan for this swim series is to do three swim series races throughout the summer. And they are completely free to anyone, even if you don't want to swim and you just want to come hang out, have drinks, have food, just hang out, heckle the swimmers. Yep. Take photos mm-hmm. of people in speedos, whatever it is that uh-huh. you're into. We could potentially have something like that going down on Thursday, six o'clock warm up, race at six thirty. Please come out, bring your friends. Bring I'm your gonna family. pass. Okay, think right. about it. I'm not gonna go. It's the speedo thing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, I would love to come. I'm just not gonna be in town. Ah, uh, so. okay. Gotta mm-hmm. miss that, man. I enjoyed that the first one. The second one you guys had, I was out of town, and this one, I'm out of town again. It's super fun. Yeah, it's it a is. super fun. It's just, a blast. And Matt, not for nothing, but thank you. Even though I'm not a swimmer, thank sure. you for putting that on. Yeah, that it, people, it, it it wasn't free. <laughs> Somebody had to pay for it, and it's actually pretty expensive to rent that place out. Mm-hmm. And you rented it out three times, and that yeah. was awfully generous of you. Um, if you do want to make a contribution, um, there is a little thing where people are chipping in. So if you show up, I think they've got a little jar where you can throw some cash in there. And I know that there is um, a PayPal or a Venmo, maybe Venmo or something like that. that that people can send stuff yeah. to. And I know that you want to keep this free, and yep. I know that you tell people don't feel obligated to pay. But if if I were wanting to give a few bucks to help offset some of that cost, just to lessen that um, that price tag. Oh, where can, I, where can I send that to? I don't know what my wife's Venmo account is. Eh, well, I'm just going to Venmo you. Okay. I'll tell you what, we will post that up possibly. Sure. Maybe. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, and, and and mostly it's free and people should come and hang out because yeah. we just want people to come play. I just so. wanted to let people know that there was an option if yeah. they felt like they wanted to chip in a few bucks. And I think it's important for people, I think a lot of people's hesitation with triathlon is the open water swim part. Yep. It's and a great experience. It, yeah. And people should be worried about open water swimming, but it's also beautiful when mm-hmm. you get out there on the on the water and you know and it's sunny and hopefully oh, yeah. the weather's decent for us. It's supposed to be eighty on Thursday. The weather forecast keeps changing and I'm hoping it's gonna be eighty and sunny. So uh-huh. we'll see. We'll find out. But 
She gotcha. Fun. Yep. All right. My one last thing. Today marks the eight month anniversary since we lost our friend Michael Myers. Eight months. Wow. Eight months mm-hmm. ago today. It's um, kind of crazy. It feels like it's been forever and it kind of feels like it was just yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was actually, I had the, the opportunity to go meet with Michael's wife, uh, Yolanda, this morning and got to sit with her for a little bit and just kind of catch up. Doing great. Last time I saw her, she was doing awesome. So. Yeah. She is such a well adjusted person and it was super hard and still is. I mean, oh, there was yeah. like a couple of times where I was welled up today and I was kind of feeling that the tugging on my heartstrings inside as well. We were just talking about Michael in general and we've got some cool things that we were talking about this morning that we will announce uh, a little bit down the road, wow. uh, a possible little competition and a possible little uh, thing to help out some people that are going off into the medical studying mm-hmm. um, oh, arena. Wow. So okay. cool. yes. a scholarship thingy. Um, we will definitely be putting out some more information in the near future, but it was just nice to meet with her and she wanted me to, um, tell everybody that she is so thankful for everybody and that she is doing remarkably well. The boys are doing well and they're, um, you know, they're obviously going through the whole process of grieving, but they're doing well. They're feeling happier and healthier and they're, f- they're feeling like they're in a better place. And each day that goes by, um, they're just super thankful and they're, they're just pushing in the right direction. So she just wanted me to share that. So that's awesome. Put that out there. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I'm taking off tomorrow to go camping for another little block of time so awesome. i will see Ooh. you guys uh maybe on sunday i think we get back on saturday evening okay okay so good, good. um this will uh hopefully get posted <laughs> i'll have it all uh dialed up and, and and ready to go for you guys to listen um when uh it normally comes out on wednesday perfect so, any last uh, parting thoughts for you guys thanks for having us everybody watch the tour let tour let mm-hmm. tour yeah. some wine and cheese because it pairs well <laughs> yes lance you drive careful out there man keep us uh, updated on what's going on and if you need anything Will do. Thanks, right. man. Everybody, you guys are the best. Thank you so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. We will see you next week. Bye for now. Bye.